This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. What is your message to the America's partners around the world who have criticized not the withdrawal, but the conduct of that withdrawal and made, it, made them question America's credibility on the world stage? I have seen no question of our credibility from our allies around the world. I've spoken with our NATO allies. We've spoken with NATO allies, the, the Secretary of State. Our national security advisor has been in contact with his counterparts throughout the world and our allies, as has the general, or, or excuse me, I keep calling him a general, but my Secretary of Defense. The f- Welcome back, Patriots. This hand puppet of the leftists is sicker than a dog eating mushrooms in your front yard. Think about that. This man has no iota how to be a leader in this country. And that's okay because this is going right down the alley of the tyranny and the elitists that want to run this country. Global elitists. That's how sick this man is. There is no reason that he should be standing behind any podium telling us about his Afghan plan. There was no plan that meets what you would automatically consider the right way to get out of Afghanistan. There was a plan And he executed it. And he has pissed off the world. Not just Americans, but the world. Going to bring you the proof today. The United Kingdom Parliament condemns what Biden did. The United Kingdom, you know, the country that is about as far left as any other country on this planet condemns this crazy lunatic for what he did in Afghanistan. How the rest of the major powers in this world feels about what this man did. Going to talk to you about that. Stand by. You got to listen to this. If you don't research it, you don't understand how the other countries... Think about what this lunatic did. Last but not least, the chaos outside of Kabul. These are people trying to escape death. Death. Do you understand what I'm saying? Death. These people are going to kill Americans. They're going to kill anybody that is left in that country that doesn't believe the way that they do. Simple to the point. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the gunny's way. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever what you heard at the beginning of this show was part one of Biden running his absolutely insane mind lips 
I'm going to play the second part of this, and then we're going to discuss how the rest of the world thinks about what this administration said and why we are facing a tremendous, tremendous communist takeover of America. Fact of the matter is, I have not seen that. As a matter of fact, the exact opposite I've gotten. The exact opposite thing is we're acting with dispatch. We're acting, committing to what we said we would do. Look, let's put this thing in perspective here. What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with al-Qaeda gone? We went to Afghanistan for the express purpose of getting rid of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan as well as, as well as getting Osama bin Laden. And we did. Imagine, just imagine, if that attack, if bin Laden had decided with al-Qaeda to launch an attack from Yemen, would we ever gone to Afghanistan? Would there ever be any reason we'd be in Afghanistan? Controlled by the Taliban? What is the national interest of the United States in that circumstance? We went and did the mission. You've known my position for a long, long time. It's time to end this war. The estimates of the cost of this war over the last 20 years range from a minimum of $1 trillion to a think tank at one of the universities saying $2 trillion. That's somewhere between $150 million a day and $300 million a day. The threat from terrorism has metastasized. There's a greater danger from ISIS and, 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 and al-Qaeda and all these affiliates in other countries by far than there is from Afghanistan. And we're going to retain an over-the-horizon capability that if they were to come back to be able to take them out, surgically move. So this is, this is where we should be. This is about America leading the world. And all our allies have agreed with that. And by the way, before I made this decision, I was at the G7 as well as met with our NATO partners. And I told them all, every one of them knew and agreed with the decision I made to an end, end, jointly end our involvement in Afghanistan. This absolute lunatic uses the word Taliban once in that whole speech, controlled by the Taliban. Duh! The Taliban is even worse than Al-Qaeda and ISIS and the rest of them. They're the people that are sending millions, millions of people across this globe to commit terrorist attacks in conjunction with lots, lots of Islamic countries other than Afghanistan. They're in cahoots. It's that simple. They're part of this world-changing environment. And it boils down to a simple aspect. Is America going to be taken over by China? Or is it going to be taken over by the Muslims? Think about what I just said. There's lots of ways that we can talk about this. And in the future podcasts, we will do that. In the meantime... We're going to concentrate on how the other people think about what this idiot did. And I'm going to read an article and play a clip 
specifically about a guy named Tom Tugendot. He gives an emotional speech in Parliament on the Taliban takeover. And if you don't have a heart for liberty and freedom, you'll never understand what this man says. Military people understand this and understand why this English Parliament member is standing up. Oh, by the way, have you heard any, any American representative or senator standing up and speaking up against what this man did? But it happens all the time in other countries because they don't have a restriction on the press like our country does. They tell it like it is, and they put it out there for the world to see. So last week, members of the United Kingdom's Parliament held the President of the United States in contempt for his catastrophically failed withdrawal from Afghanistan and his criticism of Afghani troops. The Telegraph reports a newsletter in England. Joe Biden's handling of Afghanistan withdrawal was condemned as catastrophic and shameful on Wednesday as the House of Parliament delivered an unprecedented rebuke to the president. That is not what he just told you. He said all the allies were in agreement with what was going on. All of them. Well, if that's true, why are the English and the France, and the Italians. Why are these people speaking out against what this president did? Because he did not tell them what was going to happen. This is political. This is communism. This is China infiltrating our government and telling our government what to do. Take a listen to this parliament speaker in England. Like many veterans, this last week has been one that has seen me struggle through anger and grief and rage. The feeling abandonment of not just a country, but the sacrifice that my friends made. I've been to funerals from Poole to Dunblane. I've watched good men go into the earth, taking with them a part of me and a part of all of us. Because I was never prouder than when I was decorated by the 82nd Airborne after the capture of Musakala. It was a huge privilege, a huge privilege to be recognized by such an extraordinary unit in combat. To see their Commander-in-Chief call into question the courage of men I fought with, to claim that they ran, it's shameful. Those who have never fought for the colours they fly should be careful about criticising those who have. Because what we've done in these last few days is we've demonstrated that it's not armies that win wars. Armies can get tactical victories and operational victories that can hold a line. They can just about make room for peace, make room for people like us to talk, to compromise. To listen. It's nations that make war. 
Nations endure. Nations mobilize and muster. Nations determine and have patience. And here we've demonstrated, sadly, that we, the West, the United Kingdom, does not. So I leave with one image. It is the image of a man whose name I never knew, carrying a child who had died hours earlier, carrying this child into our firebase and begging for help. Now, there was nothing we could do. It was over. Because, Mr Speaker, this is what defeat looks like. It's when you no longer have the choice as to how to help. This doesn't need to be defeat. But at the moment, damn well feels like it. Damn well feels like defeat. Yes, this is defeat at a massive scale. Not just from a military standpoint. From a country, nation standpoint. And the military generals knew for years... This would happen unless we had a solid plan to come out of Afghanistan. So how does the world react? How is the world reacting to this Taliban takeover in Kabul? Well, the best way to do this is to go outside of the press of the United States and get the truth. Al Jazeera is a newspaper TV in Saudi Arabia. And this is what they published. 60 nations called on those in power in Afghanistan to protect human life and property after the Taliban entered the capital. 60 nations are telling these people do not kill all of these freedom loving people. You think they're going to listen to that? Absolutely not. So let's go down the list of the major countries that are involved and have some kind of stake in what's going to happen in Afghanistan. Iran. Iranian President Ibrahim Rassi has said the U.S. military failure in Afghanistan offers an opportunity to establish lasting peace in the country. Uh, of course, it's an opportunity. Washington has accused Iran in the past of providing co covert aid to Taliban fighters against U.S. forces. Tehran, which supports an inclusive Afghan government that would include all ethnic groups and sects, sex, he denied this. Americans' military defeat and its withdrawal must become an opportunity to restore life security and durable peace in Afghanistan. Iran State TV quoted this president in Iran saying, Iran backs every effort to restore stability in Afghanistan. Of course they do. They're right next to them. And as a neighboring and brother nation, Iran invites all groups in Afghanistan to reach a national agreement. No, no, no. Iran wants Afghanistan to agree with their philosophy of Islam, and they're not going to. Iran does not like the Taliban, and nothing's going to change. China! This is what China says. 
China on Monday said its embassy will remain open in Kabul and express a willingness to support the country's reconstruction. I don't have to speak another word about China. You just heard it. They want to reconstruct that country. Why? So they can run the Silk Road right down the throat of these Muslim people to deliver crap that they build in China. Look up the Silk Road. You'll know what I'm talking about. The foreign ministry spokesman, Ha Chuing, did not answer directly when asked on Monday whether Beijing would recognize the Taliban as the new government, but said that China would respect the choice of the Afghan people. No, no, no. The Taliban is not the Afghan people. It is a part, a southern part of the country that has taken over. The southern part of the country, which is the most dangerous part, the most dangerous regime, the most radical way of living life has now taken over Afghanistan. She noted the Taliban pledged to negotiate the establishment of inclusive Islamic government and to ensure the safety of both Afghans and ministers, foreign ministers. China said they hoped that would ensure a smooth transition of the situation in Afghanistan. You know what? China don't care. China are atheists. The CCP is godless. They don't care what religion this country has. This is their opportunity to take more land and be more involved in the Middle East than they ever have been in the history of the country. And they're going to do it. Because the Taliban is going to say, fine, give us billions and billions of dollars, rebuild our country, and we'll bow down to the CCP. Pakistan, Foreign Minister San Mahmood Karushi assured a visiting delegation of the former Afghan government on Monday that his country will continue to play the role for peace and stability in Afghanistan, according to the foreign minister. Former Afghan parliament speaker led the delegation. The statement made no reference to the takeover of the Afghan capital in Kabul by the Taliban. They don't care. Pakistan could care less because they are in bed with China. I said that on a previous podcast. Pakistan has tons of support reconstruction through China. Now it's time to share the wealth and bring Afghanistan into the fold. Russia. Russia was there, been there, done that. And they used to fight against the Taliban. And America was supporting the Taliban in the 80s. Russia was doing the right thing in the 80s and we stopped it. However, this is what they have to say. The Kremlin envoy to Afghanistan on Monday said on Moscow, we'll decide whether to recognize the new Taliban government based on its conduct. See, they don't like the Taliban. And it's all based on what they do. Russia labeled the Taliban a terrorist organization in 2003, but has since hosted several rounds of talks in Afghanistan 
most recently in March that involved the group. Look, the world cares less about tyrants and killing people. That's now how governments work. Your life means crap to governments. It only means a valuable asset to the God that created you. Governments don't care about you. Get it through your thick skull. Russia could care less about Afghanistan and the Taliban or anybody in there. The only reason they're sitting back waiting is because is there a piece of pie in Afghanistan where they can become part of it with China in the Silk Road? Last but not least, the United States. The US, this is from, again, Al Jazeera. This is Saudi Arabia talking about how America thinks about this Afghan pullout. U.S. President Joe Biden has not spoken publicly on the situation in Afghanistan since Saturday. Obviously, it's old news. When he defended the decision to withdraw troops, he is expected to make an address in the coming days. On Monday, U.S. National Secretary Advisor Jake Sullivan said the failure of Afghan military is to blame for the Taliban's swift takeover of Afghanistan. The United States is not taking blame for this. The Taliban was way too fast in taking over the country. Deep discussion with that. Sullivan said Biden did not want the U.S. to enter a third decade of conflict in Afghanistan and believes it was time for the Afghan army to defend the country two decades after billions of dollars of investment and training by the U.S. In an interview on CNN late Sunday, Secretary of State Blinken said the U.S. can only work with and recognize a government that upholds the basic rights of its people and that doesn't harbor terrorists. This is Saudi Arabian newspaper talking about this. And let me tell you what. This administration don't care about terrorists. It's a global takeover. They're bringing Afghans into this country by the thousands. This is the second open border. This is all done on purpose. All done on purpose. If the American government and the military that was in charge did it the right way and planned this appropriately, the Afghan people could have defended themselves against the Taliban. But they didn't do that. And that's, again, another discussion. So listen to this clip that I brought. Chaos outside Kabul airport with Afghan execution ongoing or evacuations ongoing and executions, obviously. Amid chaos outside the Kabul airport, the U.S. Marines confer a baby handed over the wall has been reunited with the family inside the base. U.S. troops try to keep the calm as Afghan are processed to departure. NBC News' Richard England spoke to a woman all about leaving this behind. What they're skipping when you're talking about this is what's happening today. There are mothers throwing their babies, throwing them over 
razor wire hoping that somebody on the other side will be able to save that baby and bring them back to safety because they already know they're going to die. But NBC News, instead of covering all of this and what's going on, they want to make it like it's no big deal. It's time to go. It's time to get out of Afghanistan. It's time for you and the family to get on the airplanes and, and, and go home. So take a listen to this clip from NBC. Taliban fighters marching through the streets, dressed in all white, the color of the Taliban's flag, and a symbol they're ready for martyrdom. While outside the last remaining U.S. base at Kabul airport, chaos continues. This is what crowds have to face to get inside. Shooting, violence, Taliban whips. American troops worry if they open the gates, people will flood in. There's desperation and anguish. Marines confirm the baby handed to them over a wall is now safe at the airport, reunited with family. Inside the base, U.S. troops play with the many children arriving, trying to keep them calm. As Afghans are processed for departure and moved to the flight line. That's where we met Gina Abawi, an Afghan-American from Virginia. She moved back to Afghanistan to teach six years ago when it was much safer. It was a dream come true for me. I built a little house by the mountains and it was really cool. And it's the saddest day of my life right now. I just cannot imagine leaving, but unfortunately, it's time to go. You left, obviously, the house. Everything, everything, everything. everything. A small little suitcase with my laptop and that's it. She says she doesn't want to leave. Neither do the 25 members of her extended family going with her. We're just looking up at the Afghan flag. I don't know how much longer it's going to be there, but this is really sad. I don't know if I'm going to be back. I'm hoping, but I don't know if I'll ever be back. Eventually, the C-17 arrives and taxis into position for boarding. For Gina, it sinks in. This is it. These are moments that change the trajectories of families for generations. Gina's relatives say goodbye to the only home they've ever known, forced out because they don't want to live under the Taliban. Finally, boarding time. For Gina, it's a painful goodbye. For most of the Afghans on board, this is the start of their new lives as refugees. This was supposed to be only an evacuation of American citizens and Afghans who worked with U.S. troops. But because of the chaos now in Kabul and people rushing the gates, it's become an emergency airlift of refugees as well. I'm here to tell you that thousands, tens of thousands of people, if not hundreds of thousands of people, are going to die in Afghanistan because the Taliban has agreed to the United States last day, which is August the 31st when the United States agreed with the Taliban and Afghan government to finish taking people out of that country. Well, today's the 24th, and there's tens of thousands still left there. And I guarantee it's going to be difficult to bring all the Americans out without them being killed. And on 31 August, which the Taliban refuses to extend to the U.S. government, extend the time to do this, they're going 
to take over every single airport in that country and they're going to start killing people. Did you hear me? They're going to kill tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people. Anyone associated with America is going to die just because they were associated with America. And it's all of that blood is going to be on Biden's head. I don't care what anybody says. The president of the greatest nation in this world failed, failed millions of people around the world and hundreds of thousands of people in this country to include American citizens that were left behind. In the military, we leave no person behind, whether they're wounded, whether they're alive, or whether they died. We bring everybody home, but this country could care less. The veterans of this country that served in Afghanistan are so upset over how this finished up, but they did a great job when they were there taking care of that country and providing freedom and the stability that people need to live their lives outside of tyranny and the Taliban government, and that's all for naught. Please pray for the veterans that come out of that war, that they may have strength in God and in themselves to understand that the government does what it does. You did the job that you were asked to do. And there's nothing that we can do as veterans to change the outcome of what this ridiculous puppet of a president did, just like they did in Vietnam. Stand up, show up, speak up. This is the Gunny Out.